0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast. We are Two Bros and this is the Two Bros Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Today I'm joined by, not my big brother as always, but I'm joined with the two younger you know, Premier League fans. Joining me today is uh, Aryan Avasti, who's my nephew. He's a United fan. Aryan, welcome. Thank you. And all the way across from the Philippines, it's Miguel. Miguel, hello, sir. Hello. hello. Thank so, you. Thank you for having me. So, uh-huh. Miguel, uh, let's start with you because you're an Arsenal fan. Now, I mean, a lot has been said about Arsenal, uh, you know, this uh, oh, yeah. this year so far. No, they got off to a good start winning the Community Shield and I think they won the FA Cup last season. So they got off well. A lot of good morale, a lot of good uh, feeling around the club. Aubameyang signed a new contract, I remember, right in the beginning. And he did not drop the community uh, Community Shield trophy like he did with the FA Cup. But uh, it kind of went downhill from there. So, talk to me. How's how's Arsenal's uh, season been uh, for you so far?
1: Um, it's uh, honestly, it's been uh, like the twenty 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 one season has been like, like exactly how you'd expect twenty twenty would go. Uh-huh. Like everything was like, you know, because you. it was shit. <laughs> Come on. Uh I mean, yeah. We ended ended the season really well last year, especially when um, Arteta replaced Emery. Mm -hmm. Everything just went up from there. But for some reason, I don't know, maybe it was just a bad run of form. Mm
2: -hmm. We
1: went seven games, if I'm not wrong. Seven games without a win recently. But thank God they got to um, turn that around somehow, Mm -hmm. winning against uh, Chelsea and Brighton. After
0: that wins. So Miguel, we're at, a, we're at an interesting point in the season where the winter transfer window is going to open up. That is one. And secondly, mm-hmm. Arsenal are uh, let's say at a bit of a resurgence, having won against Chelsea and Brighton recently. Where do where do Arsenal go from here? Do you need? Do you think they need more signings? And uh, you know, what is your opinion of uh, Mikel know Mikel Arteta. Do you do you back the manager? Or Do you think a manager needs to be replaced as well?
1: Um, personally, I think Arteta's our guy mm-hmm. because uh, you see you see how he, uh, like, when he went in, he, he changed everything. Mm-hmm. The whole dressing room just changed their attitude, how they play. They love to press. They want, It's very similar to how um, Guardiola was playing, boss. Mm-hmm. For five, right? three years, he was the manager of Guardiola. And then you can see the influence heavily in how he plays. But.
0: Uh, yeah, I think
1: um, people should back him, especially the board. They should back uh, our manager now. It's just a really, it was just really bad timing about what happened mm-hmm. these last few games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if you would see um, how they play, isn't really, really bad. Mm-hmm. These are actually mm-hmm. just close games, and except for um, this one game, yeah, against City, that yeah. was really bad, four-one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well yeah and then if you check our, our statistics in the Europa League we're actually doing well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well speaking uh, you know so I've been watching football for like almost 20 years now and but this is this Arsenal side is a bit uncharacteristic I would say because you you no longer have a playmaker in the middle I mean uh, I remember having this discussion with my brother as well you know we had the likes of Fabregas and Nazri and Mesdrosil more recently yeah. and Sanchez mm-hmm. or Ramsey but right now there is yeah. no creative midfielder in your team, so to speak. So you are relying on that width, and you have Aubameyang and Villian coming in from the sides. Maybe Tierney making those runs across, Bellerin even making those runs across. So it's a bit of a shuffle in terms of how Arsenal well, used to play. And of course, with Mesudosil frozen up, you really have no, uh, you know, mm-hmm. no plan B to be honest. So where do we yeah. in this in this um, transfer window? Yeah, my take on that is like.
1: I think something happened inside. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're not telling us something about uh, what happened. O- He's the highest paid player in the club. And then why aren't you out playing? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense why you're not playing. I mean, fine, he hasn't been the best for the past few years. But still, it's exact, It's exactly what we find. In. Look what happened. Yeah. So that decision to freeze even just the Europa League was maybe a mistake from Arteta side, or you know you don't know maybe it was from the higher ups we don't know Mm -hmm.
0: So Miguel like I said uh, there's there's a transfer window coming up where do you think Arsenal need to bolster their squad and how many players do you think you need to sign
1: Yeah um uh, (coughs) um Yeah, sorry um with the emergence of Bukayo Saka and uh, Martinelli mm-hmm. I don't think we have problems with, the, with our forwards the main, um, our main focus should really be in the middle a creative presence mm-hmm. um, there have been rumors about um, Isco from uh, Real Madrid um, Jose Mawar from Lyon but I I'm I'm actually fine with it just having um some guy from the championship. Okay. This guy, called, um, Amy Buendia. Mm-hmm. He's been gathering a lot of news in the uh, Arsenal um, community here. He looks good He's proven himself in Norwich last season. And it just was bad luck that they got relegated. But I would be really happy to see him back in
2: the Premier League.
0: All right. Very interesting. Right, Miguel. Some very interesting uh, points there, and it's always nice to hear from fans uh, of uh, other clubs because uh, you know, as United fans, we do have a community around each other. We tend to like you know flock each other because the most difficult job in the universe is to be a United fan, and trust me, it doesn't get easier, does it, Aryan? Tell me, uh, well, in your opinion, how's <laughs> how's Arsenal's uh, sorry, how's United's uh, season been so far? I mean, we started quite poorly, very very slow off the pace. But uh, now we find ourselves second in the table with a game in hand and league leaders Liverpool just three points away. How's it been for you? I think the season has been a bit of a mixed bag. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, Overall, I would say it's been good. I mean, there could be improvements in certain areas which which are glaring and there for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Champions League exit losing 3-2 to Leipzig, that hurt. But um, I still think we have a good thing going around for us. And uh, I back the manager, Ole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would rather have someone who loves the club manage us rather than a mercenary. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would like to say that we have improved. I mean, seriously, the impact Bruno Fernandez has had in yeah. particular. So, if you look at the points table since his arrival, I think we have similar points to Manchester City and Liverpool, mm-hmm. which is quite commendable, really, because there have been like 30, 35 games. So that says that, that shows that we can be consistent over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Also, the other good thing Ole has done this season is that he's improved the bench strength. Right now, for example, against Everton in the League Cup, mm-hmm. he played Anthony Martial. He played, uh, no, no, he played Edinson Cavani and he played Greenwood. Mm -hmm. And um, in the Premier League game just gone, he played Dan James and Martial. Mm -hmm. So, he keeps alternating between Martial, Cavani, Dan James, Greenwood. Sometimes he chooses a midfield combination of Fred and McTominay, which I think is very good. Sometimes he chooses Pogba and Matic in there. And I've not even talked about Van Der Beek. So, there's a lot of bench strength that is required to win titles. And to go deep into competition. So, I like what he's doing.
0: Definitely, definitely. So, Aryan, like I said before, the the winter transfer window is almost upon us. Do you think United need to sign more players for this season? Well, I believe a winger
3: from Atlanta, Ahmad Diallo, is coming. Yep. So, I've heard that he's a pretty exciting prospect. Mm-hmm. He's a right winger. So, he's developed a good reputation in Serie A. So, it'll be exciting to see what he does. I still feel that like we need a Top, top quality centre-back. You mm-hmm. know, a Bruno Fernandes-level player <laughs> alongside alongside probably Harry Maguire. Uh-huh. Because I honestly don't trust Victor Lindelof and by is too injury-prone. So, mm-hmm. a good centre-back will be perfect.
0: Well, uh, I mean, uh, good thing that you mentioned the defence. United have, I think, the fifth or the sixth worst defence in the Premier League so far. Now, what is the deal? We have the same you know, uh, back four and David De Gea, but this time our defense just seems to be porous, despite having, you know, the defensive reinforcements of uh, Fred and McTominay. What's, What's happened to United, you know, in terms of defense?
3: No, uh, as far as
0: the keeper situation is concerned, I think we are sorted. Deheya
3: has been in good form this season. He had a bit of a drop-off last year. Mm-hmm. And Dean Henderson has played well, mostly, whenever he is being called upon. So, the keeper situation is good. As for the full-back situation, Van Bissaka cannot be questioned much defensively. He could be certainly be questioned offensively, but not defensively. Mm-hmm. Luke Shaw and Alex, not Alex Tennis, but Luke Shaw in particular for me is just too inconsistent.
0: Yeah,
3: Like, for example, the game against Tottenham, where we lost 6-1. Mm-hmm. The dude was clueless. Yep. And the match just gone against Wolves and particularly against Manchester City, where he marked out Ferran Torres completely. In those matches, he was good. So we do have a lot of hot and cold players. Mm-hmm. Like Luke Shaw is one, Martial is one, Pogba is certainly one of them. So, we need to do something about these players if we are to win titles. As far as the centre-back situation is concerned, I like Harry Maguire. People might uh, not agree with me, but mm-hmm. I, th- I do believe he's a good centre-back. Maybe not 80 million worth, but um, he doesn't have pace, but he wins aerial duels. He's a commanding centre-back. So, I believe that if we pair him with a fast centre-back, mm-hmm. Like someone who is pace, for example, we saw Axel 2 and Zebi in the yep. Champions League against PSG. Yep. And uh, even by, but he's injury prone. I think Maguire will be really solid. I just don't rate Lindelof at all. So I think the problem is our centre backs
0: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, the inconsist- inconsistency in the left back position.
0: I think some very good points there, Aryan, because if I if I look back to the goals we've conceded in uh, Premier League and the Champions League, they're very similar kind of goals where the left-back or the right-back are out of position and they have found a you know, lot of space towards the edge of the area and they just blasted it across and there's not much Deheya can do as a keeper. Some very good points here. Now, uh, a, a question which uh, you know is on the mind of all uh, United fans and it's been like this for some time now. Where do you stand on uh, Paul Pogba? Do you think he should stick around or do you think it's time to cut our losses and uh, get rid of him?
3: Well, as a United fan, you do feel sad sometimes because he's a player of terrific quality. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was one of the best midfielders in the world at Juventus and he starred for France at the World Cup. But it's just not clicked for him at United, has it? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been too inconsistent. There is this problem with his agent always going on. So, I believe that... I wish him good luck, but I don't believe his future lies with us, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Because even this season, when McTominay and Fred play together, with Fernandez as the centre attacking mid, that seems actually much better to me. I mean, if we can sell Pogba for a good value and reinforce in our defence, that will help us more. Ogba is too
0: inconsistent. I think that's a very good point. I mean, I'm I'm glad that suddenly we have a bunch of players who want to play for the shirt. I mean the the enthusiasm of uh, Bruno Fernandes, Marcus Rashford, Mason Greenwood, even even new signing Donny van de Beek, it's so apparent that they love playing for United and they love playing for the shirt. Dan James for instance, he just loves playing for the for the shirt and you know they give it their all and it's it's not about the money I would say for them. And I I'm kind of glad that uh, you know we have found uh, such uh, players now. If it's down to Ole and the recruitment, I really don't know. But I'm glad we have settled with uh, you know this uh, group of players. Now, having said that, let's uh, let's focus our attention to the game week that just happened, starting Monday. Now, starting off was uh, Crystal Palace versus uh, Leicester. Leicester again uh, dropping points off, and it's it's kind of made them uh, pay a little bit. They have slipped off the pace. They had a good start. They were consistent. And now they find themselves a point behind uh, United having played a game extra. Uh, Miguel, have Leicester impressed you this season? Do you think they've been consistent enough? I don't think...
1: um, I mean, they have been playing well under Brendan Rodgers, but um, consistency is really their problem right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had a strong start, but right now... It's the same story with Chelsea. Um... It's really about the consistency. I can't really say anything about them um, when they play. But they really have to pump up their numbers. They really want to challenge for top four.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, this is a game I, I watched. And I would say Leicester were lucky to come back with a draw with that incredible goal by Harvey Barnes. Obviously, after and Nacho missed the penalty. It was very... You know, lacklustre kind of a penalty, a very, uh, well, deserved it. I mean, it had to be saved. And I think 1-1 was a fair result because Crystal Palace were pretty much in this game as well. Now, moving on to a team that uh, you just mentioned, uh, Aryan. The thing I would
3: like to add about, the thing I would like to hmm. say about Leicester is, I believe that uh, Leicester is one of those teams who consistently punch above their weight. Hmm. And uh, because they do that continuously, it kind of becomes a norm for them. So, the thing with them is they don't have any squad depth and they're suffering with a lot of injuries recently. So, they're bound to drop
0: points. Fair point because Jamie Wardy started on the bench. There was no Madison. There was no Telemans. Telemans also came off the bench. So, yeah, it's a very uh, very good point. I mean, they lack uh, that depth. But again, still a third place in this kind of a Premier League is uh, not a joke to be honest moving on to yeah. a team that uh, spent well Aryan and I want to bring you on this and this is a post I saw on Instagram earlier today mm-hmm. uh, Bruno Fernandes has scored more goals than Pulisic Havertz Werner and Hakim Ziyech combined what have Chelsea got to do with you know to get these guys running again okay so the thing with
3: those guys is especially Kai Hamilton team of Werner mm-hmm. uh, it could be an adaptation issue obviously because Going from the Bundesliga to the Premier League, different players adapt differently.
2: Yeah.
3: But uh, what I do, what I don't, what I genuinely believe is that Lampard is kind of wasting Timo Werner, you know, playing him on the left wing mm-hmm. instead of you know his natural position as a striker. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't help him. It doesn't help his confidence. Ty Havertz, we could be looking at a similar scene with what happened with, say, Joao Felix at t- Atletico Madrid, mm-hmm. you know. Slow first season, but now he's come of age. So, okay. that I genuinely believe those two players will come good for Chelsea. But mm-hmm. they'll have to keep patience.
0: I think one good signing that Chelsea have had, and obviously, like you mentioned, he was already in the Premier League. Ben Well, again, racking up an assist. And uh, to be honest, he's a yeah, great. Yeah, he's a definite up- upgrade on Marcus Alonso, for definitely, sure. Definitely, definitely. And he's a great asset to have in your fantasy Premier League team. I mean, I had to get rid of him because he cost uh, 6.1. But uh, <laughs> I have played that early wild card. I mean, we'll come to that. And I've got Chilwell back in my team. Now, talking about German players coming and joining uh, the Premier League, Obama Yang, Miguel, has had a bit of a, a rough start mm-hmm. this season. I mean, we know he's a prolific striker, he has won the Golden Boot already once. But uh, 1-0 winners Arsenal over Brighton And uh, you know You'll take it any day At this point Isn't it? Because right now You're still in the bottom Half of the table
1: Uh, Yeah Um, Well For my take On the Brighton Arsenal game um, We were We commanded the game Properly And you know Brighton had a back 5 If you would notice So Any team playing Back 5 Would be Focused on Defending so um, I wouldn't say we were lucky to win but we deserved it indefinitely and yeah i take that win any day
0: mm-hmm. and what a breakout season Bukayo Saka is having I mean he scored that fantastic oh, yeah. goal up against uh-huh. Chelsea now it remains to be seen if he meant it or not but he claims that he meant it but okay we'll agree with that Uh Following up with some boring games that we don't really care about. Burnley winners 1-0 against Sheffield United. Now, Sheffield in free fall, they can't seem to get anything done. They have they'll probably break the record for the fewest points ever in a Premier League season. Remains to be seen. And Southampton was his uh, West Ham. Now, uh, Arjen, I want to bring you in this. Uh, Southampton were high flying at some point with James Watt-Prowse and Danny Yings uh, scoring for fun. But now they seem to have dropped off a bit. Now they find themselves down to 9th. I mean, I remember there was a point where they were 3rd or 4th. So, some what's happened with Southampton here? Suddenly they seem like they can't uh, get it together again.
3: Well, the Premier League this season is so competitive, so competitive. Like, Chelsea and Southampton have similar points in similar games, but Southampton find themselves ninth due to goal difference. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think you can genuinely pin it on like one or two games, but again, I believe it's the same problem which Leicester are facing. I mean, mid-table teams consistently pushing above their weight, yeah. bound to have a drop-off in form at some point in time mm-hmm. because they don't have the required squad depth. Maybe injuries might be affecting them. And also the schedule. Yeah. I mean, there's literally no rest time between games. Mm-hmm. It's like some of these teams have like 48 hours to prepare for the next game. That's abnormal.
0: Yep. Yep, definitely agree. And it's not going to end uh, anytime soon because we have another game we come starting tomorrow on New Year's Day. So no rest at all. Now, another team, uh, you know, really interesting to watch is Leeds United. Miguel, I don't know if you've been following them, but they seem to be a team where they'll either score six goals or concede six goals. I don't know. But this time again against uh, Big Sam, they've scored five away. Fantastic team to watch. They have so much power. They have so much heart. And they play with such dedication and style. I I just love watching Leeds United. And their manager is fantastic. How has Leeds been for you?
1: Um yeah, leads the how they play. I mean um Marcelo Bielsa well, uh, coach of the year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean that that didn't, that shouldn't come as a surprise. I mean how he how he leads the team it's pretty good and how they play football. It's really nice to watch. Although I would say defensively it's hit or miss for these guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, they um, at one point they would score five goals. Then they'd concede six goals to the United. <laughs> so, and recently, yeah, they scored
3: five goals again. So, I don't know. It's just, that it's just really team, nice to watch them. That team does not sit back, does it? No, it does not. I mean, that team just keeps attacking, attacking, and attacking. It's almost ridiculous. Like, even when they were six down against United, he was still committing men forward. To score the second goal. So clearly, BNSA has nothing to do with the defensive aspect of the game. But it's entertaining for the neutrals to watch that kind of thing.
0: So I'm looking at the table right now. And the Leeds are in 11th, of course. They have scored 30 goals, but they have also conceded 30 goals. They're in 11th, but they have the worst defensive record in the entire Premier League. Or not. In fact, West Brom have the worst defensive record now because they conceded five goals. But okay, the second worst. But still, 11th, And the second was defensive, uh, you know, uh, performance so far. Now, talking about defensive uh, performances, United finally got a clean sheet at uh, Old Trafford. But they left it Mm -hmm. later. They left it very, very late with Marcus Rashford finally getting a goal in the 93rd minute. I mean, this had a draw written all over it. And that's pretty much Mm -hmm. been the theme of of the game week because there's so many draws and 1-0 wins. You know, narrow victories and narrow draws. But United coming with the three points in the end. How impressed were you with the, this United uh, match? The thing I liked about this match is this kind of match tells me that Ole is
3: certainly improving us. Mm-hmm. Because um, both from a personal perspective and from a mentality perspective. Because for the past one or two seasons all our matches with Wolves have been draws. Mm-hmm. It was like 1-1 at the Molyneux last season. Then it was nil-nil at Old Trafford. Now, this game again had a draw written all over it. Their defenders, especially Roman Sess and Conor Cody, were defending spectacularly. Mm-hmm. But the thing I liked about Ole is that he has instilled the mentality in his players to keep pushing till the last minute and to get the three points instead of the one. Mm-hmm. So, in a season like this, it can be very important. And I was very impressed with the grit and the desire to win by these people. Also, but special mentions must go to Eric Bai and Denea for okay. the defensive performances.
0: And I mean, what a fantastic goal it was. I mean, this was a game where people, both teams basically ran their socks off. And I remember uh, there were players that were just falling down with cramps towards the end. But uh, in the 93rd minute, what a ball from Bruno Fernandes and Rashford picks it up, clearly onside. And uh, there's still a lot uh, to do and uh, he cuts a few defenders and basically the entire Wolves defence was in front of him. But somehow he got a goal in with a deflection. How impressed have you been with uh, Rashford and Bruno Fernandes this season?
3: Bruno Fernandes, for me, is a world-class player. Mm -hmm. Probably among the best midfielders or even players in the world at the moment. And the impact he's had on United is reminiscent of a certain Eric Cantona. So, that is really, really good. I really enjoy watching that kind of player play for us. Uh, Rashford, I would say, is a hit and miss. He's definitely improved under Ole. But uh, he still misses chances. Like against Leicester, he missed a free header. Yeah,
0: that's right. Which
3: someone like with someone like probably a Cavani would have definitely scored. Mm-hmm. So, he does need to improve his finishing, his decision making. But overall, yes, he's improving. And I can see him becoming a world-class forward in the next
0: one or two years. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Now, these three points proved to be really, really valuable for United because league leaders Liverpool drew away at St. James' Park to Newcastle. Now, Miguel, how have Liverpool been this season for you? I mean, they they are back on top of the league table, but uh, their performances have been less than consistent, to what uh, say the least.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like what you like what you said. They're back on top of the league, uh, except uh, they've been they haven't been at their best, I would say. I mean, not like the last season. I mean, they lost to Arsenal. <laughs> last season uh-huh.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: something I'm still proud of yeah
1: but yeah the the one thing that stays on my mind is when they lost um to Villa
0: mm-hmm. at
1: one point th- um, this season I uh, mm-hmm. forgot what was the score I
0: think it was 7-2 or something I think
1: oh. yeah there 7-2 I mean that that was horrible but you could pin that down to um, fatigue loss they played like uh, um a game oh there yeah, it was against Arsenal like, just three days before and uh, this uh yeah so Liverpool is definitely a, a contender but if um the squad that injuries is still gonna be a problem um, mm-hmm. they might have to really fight for it this year unlike the previous years.
0: Now Aryan uh coming to you I'm, I'm looking at Liverpool's uh results uh they They drew with Fulham 1-1 at uh, Mm -hmm. Craven Cottage. They won against Tottenham 2-1. Then they scored 7 against Crystal Palace. And after that, Mm -hmm. they've drawn with West Brom at Anfield. And now they've drawn with uh, Newcastle at St. James Park. So, they've dropped almost uh, 6 points from very, you know, winnable games, I would say, compared to, you know, because Liverpool are uh, that team, you know, because... I mean, agreed. They've had their defensive, uh, you know, injuries in terms of Van Dijk and um, even Matip was injured for a while, and they've had a bunch of injuries to be honest. But their strike force, the front three of uh, Salah, Firmino, and Mane, have pretty much been intact. So the goal seems to have, you know, the goals uh, seem to have dried up a bit for Liverpool
3: yeah there seems to be an inconsistent inconsistency in the goals doesn't it like mm-hmm. one game they'll score 7 then then another game they won't even score 1 against newcastle so it's a little hard to believe uh with liverpool i would like to say that uh, the in the the defensive injuries have really impacted them mm-hmm. their confidence so van dijk gomez and matip they don't even have a single senior center back mm-hmm. they sold looren to zenit st petersburg so he, Klopp is playing Fabinho as a makeshift centre-half, along with a guy called Phillips from mm. their academy. Yeah. So, there is not an element of trust there. Also, uh, against Newcastle in particular, their keeper Darlow mm-hmm. had an absolute blinder of a game. Oh yeah, that's true. So, Liverpool was unlucky to win. So, yeah, they have been a little unlucky. Mm -hmm. But I I still don't see that as an excuse and I I still don't see the defensive injuries as an excuse to not be doing better considering what they've already done. So yes, it is a drop-off in form for sure.
0: A fair assessment because a guy like Van Dijk doesn't even give you, he does uh, give you that defensive, uh, you know, confidence as one. And secondly, he scores those goals as well, you know, with those headers. So he contributes Mm -hmm. basically all over the pitch and he's such a commanding presence on the pitch that... He frees up those defenders and, you know, unlike United who need Fred and McTominay to watch over our defenders, he lets those midfielders like Henderson or Keita or Vinaldom just run forward and, you know, know, uh, help in the attack as well. Even the likes of Robertson and Trent are almost always uh, up up the pitch with uh, Van Dijk and just one other defender holding the fort uh, at the back. So clearly a big miss and we talked about this in the beginning that Van Dijk is definitely a player who's going to be missed. Now, we still don't have a, a return date for him. So obviously, there's still uh, games where, uh, you know, Liverpool can draw points. They play again uh, in the next few weeks, in the next few days, I must say. And then after that, there's an international break. And then they have Manchester United at Anfield. Now, that game turns out to be, you know, it becomes very well poised now, you know, based on how the table is right now. So, Aryan, let me have some early predictions from you. Who's going to take the league this time?
3: Uh, you mean the league title?
0: Yes, the Premier League.
3: Okay, so uh, I don't trust us yet. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, so uh-huh. uh, I do expect us to finish in the top four.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Manchester City, if you look at the table, they are if they win their two games in hand, they're like one point behind Liverpool. So you cannot like rule them out either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I believe. I would still edge towards Liverpool. I would still say that they're the favourites. But they should definitely keep an eye to eye on the two Manchester clubs.
0: Fantastic. Now, Miguel, coming to you, where do you think Arsenal are going to finish this season realistically? Do you, How do you think about uh, your, your chances with European sports or Europa League football or even top four? Do you think that's still up for it?
1: Uh, for European football, I mean, in the Premier League, I don't think we have any chance. Mm-hmm. At best, we might finish seventh. Okay. Uh, like what happened last year, we could win the again. We are still in the Europa League, so I'm not counting out staying out of in European competitions. But through the Premier League, I don't think it's not it's not happening.
0: Hmm. All right. Fair enough. Now, and a, a prediction from you, Miguel. You've seen the the Premier League from as an outsider. Who do you think is going to win the league? Early predictions. Mm-hmm. Early prediction from you.
1: Um. I think uh Liverpool still has a big chance. Mm-hmm. And um, how Tottenham play, I think they also have a big chance of uh, if they can get consistent. And another team um, that's surprising me was Everton. Yeah. I mean well yeah. Okay what their coach is doing right now, I mean they might they might struggle for consistent consistency also, but what they're you doing now I mean you wouldn't expect Everton to be in this uh, part of the table at this point so we'll
0: just have to see right that's a that's a very good point Miguel and I, I mean I, I agree with you because the number of teams who are in the mix I mean you have one win or a draw or a loss or anything and you travel up and down the table think of Everton who dropped all the way down to ninth and now they're back up again uh, think of Leicester think of Spurs think of uh, Man City and obviously uh, we didn't mention them this game because their games had uh, been called off early on uh, I think it was Monday where uh, Everton versus Man City was called off because of a COVID outbreak at Man City. That's one, and then later yesterday it was uh, the Fulham Spurs game that had to be called off because of a break outbreak uh, at Fulham. So might want to look into that in terms of uh, fantasy Premier League. You know, you might want to switch your players around a little bit. And uh, obviously, the wild card is available starting January. In fact, for the next game week starting tomorrow, the wild card is available. I've already played mine. I've made some major changes. I was looking at a minus sixteen. My defense was uh, all over the place. But uh, anyway, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining me. And it's been a nice uh, recap. It's been nice talking to other fans as well. Just not uh, you know me and bro. It's nice to get an outside uh, perspective. We were trying to get a hold of a Liverpool fan, but uh, he was too busy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll get a Liverpool fan at some point and we'll get their <laughs> opinions as well. Guys, thank you so much for joining me and okay. uh, hope to see thank you again you guys on a, a subsequent team. episode. Alrighty, thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Thank you
3: so much. Yeah.
0: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. as yeah, well.